Welcome to the Purpose Founder Podcast. We're so excited that you're here. This is a weekly recap of the live gathering that happens on Wednesdays at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Join our Facebook discipleship page and receive updates and content information and connect with people from all around the world. We're so excited that you're joining us today. Everyone, my name is Ada and I would like to um, welcome you to today's live gathering. I want to share a message that I believe will minister and encourage us all. Last week, we talked about the finished work of Christ and how we can have confidence in the cross and know that we're going to heaven. This week, I want to continue talking about that finished work and how it transforms our life. I want to talk about having a new life in Christ, which is today's message. Having a new life is Jesus died on the cross for us. He, we are set free and we get that free gift of eternal life. But now with our change, he changes our life through that. So now from a place of salvation, we also get a, a free gift of a new life in Christ. And so I want to read from Ephesians um, chapter one, verses one through, through 13. But let's read. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. It, is, it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who believe, who, be, who, sorry, who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered us, he has showered us his, sorry, he has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan, that at the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. Let's pray. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you have done on the cross. Father, as I um, give this message, Lord, I pray that you would speak through me, Lord God, the words that um, my brothers and sisters need to hear. And Father, I pray that they would be changed by this message and that they would experience a newfound confidence in the new life that you have paid for all of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Yes. So, um, like I said, last week we talked about having confidence in the finished work of Christ, knowing that God saved us and that we get that free gift of eternal life. Um, so let's recap last week. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. This is Romans 6, 23. So I went over a whole bunch of different verses, and I'm going to go over this verse um, again later. But um, the beginning of this verse is talking about how the penalty of our sins is death. We are deserving of death. But the good news of the gospel is that Jesus died on the cross for us and took that penalty in place of us. Not only did he sacrifice himself for us because he loves us, um, but he also gave us a free gift of eternal life. And we can have confidence in that work. We enter into heaven, not because of anything we can do, but because of what God has done for us. So now I want to talk about that life-changing power that comes um, when we accept and receive God. It puts us in a new position, in a better position than we were previously. So I want to talk about your position in Christ. As believers, we no longer are in a position of being slaves to sin, being slaves to our old life. God makes us new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has um, begun. So another, another version says the old things have passed away. Um, and we are a new creature or a new creation in Christ. I feel like it, with this verse, God wants to give someone a new perspective. You are not who you once were before you gave your life to Christ. You are not a slave to sin, being crushed by the weight of sin anymore, um, or the situations that you're going through or you're facing. No, our position has changed, and so should our perspective. You see, we were once dead in our sins, but God made us alive in Christ. And this next verse puts it in a beautiful way. Galatians 2.20 says, the old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. This is one of my favorite verses. Um, another version says, I have been crucified with Christ and the life that I now live, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So we have been crucified with Christ. And like I said, another word for trusting in the son of God is um, having faith in the son of God. So, um, yes, we died with Christ and now we have been made alive because his spirit lives inside of us and it brings life to our mortal bodies. This next verse goes 
on it and tells us what that means. So Ephesians uh, chapter two, verses uh, four through six says, but God is so rich in mercy and he loves us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and, is, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Not only have we been crucified with Christ, we have been raised up with him and are seated with him far above all names that could be named, all principalities, all dark, evil, uh, spiritual forces. We are above the darkness that once consumed our lives, which means we have authority in high places against all evil forces and darkness. And so I want to use this moment to point out that the devil is already defeated. The enemy wants you to think that you are not in a place of authority, you're not in a place of victory, but this is not true. He wants us to live, the enemy wants us to live in fear, but God's word says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we are not to be afraid of any witchcraft or sorcery or anything that people are doing in the dark. We don't need to be afraid. These things are exist. And we, I know there's a, could be a lot of people on here who have witnessed spiritual things, but the Lord is all powerful and we have authority over all evil spiritual forces, demons or devils or worker or any workers of darkness. We are seated in heavenly places far above these things. It is all under our feet. So we do not have to live in fear especially now that you've given your life to Christ, if you have given your life to Christ, you don't have to live in fear or be afraid of the dark. And so I want to pray for anyone who's been struggling with fear or being afraid of the, the spiritual realities that you see when you uh, go outside or the, the people that do witchcraft or sorcery. You don't have to be afraid of them or anything that they're doing because that has already been defeated. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I just break off all fear in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And, Father, I just pray, Lord God, that you would get, give each and every person here a new perspective of who they are in Christ and where they are in Christ, God. Father, we are seated far above all, um, all spiritual forces, all things of this earth. We are seated in heavenly realms. And so, Father, I thank you that you have given us authority over all darkness. And, Father, I thank you that we are the light that shines in the darkness and the darkness flees. We do not flee, the darkness flees. And so Father, I just declare your peace and your joy over each and every person on this call in Jesus' name. So now that we know our position in Christ and that we don't need to be afraid and that we're a new person and we're seated in heavenly realms and authority, let's talk about how to walk um, in this life um, it, from this new uh, position. So I want to talk about walking in obedience. And as you see there, the, uh, under there, it says empowered by the spirit. Us walking in obedience is not something that we do on our own. We have the Holy Spirit, which empowers us to walk in obedience. Um, so we have a new life in Christ and 
we need to know how to walk that life out. Christ died for us freely and he shows off, God shows off that he loves us and proves that he loves us. How can we show our love and affections for God? Well, John 14, 21 says, the one who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. So as you see, it says the one who has my commandments and keeps them. Not only should you know what the command, what his commandments are or his commands to us are, you should also not just hear it, but do it. So um, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And so um, love, the, the commandments that uh, God has given us is to first love God with all our heart, mind, and strength, right? And then to love others as ourselves. He says that to love God is the first and greatest commandment. And to love others as ourselves is, the, is just like it. it's the second one, but it's just like it. So when we do this, we are loving God and we are expression, expressing our affections to him. So another verse I want to talk about is uh, Romans 12, 1. So Romans chapter 12, verse 1. So it says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be... Uh, Sorry, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So as you see the example set by Christ, he sacrificed his life for us. He took the penalty for our sins and died. And so it's only right to give ourselves to him because he's worthy and 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 we we see that he's faithful to keep those things that we give him. So this new life that we have is not our own. It is, it is his, it belongs to God. Our life, our body, everything belongs to God. Because when you give your life to him, that's what you're saying. You say, Lord, you can have all of me. You can come and be the Lord over my life. So this new life is not our own, it's his. Because we surely did not attain it on our own. We did not get this life on our own. We could not possibly, we could not possibly get this new life on our own. So we are to live completely for him. We are to copy his example and give ourselves to him as a living sacrifice. It says a living and holy sacrifice. And the second verse um, in Romans 12, 2, I didn't put it up here, but it says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God, I want to say that again, let God, because you can not do that, <laughs> let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So the part of this verse that I really like and I want to uh, really stress is let God transform you. Let him because you don't have to let him, but it's saying let him transform you. It's for our good. And we get when you let God transform you by the way you think um, you get to learn to know God's will for your life. Right. So God 
gives us the Holy Spirit. If we work with the Holy Spirit, we will be transform transformed, but we have a choice to listen and obey the prompting of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will prompt us. The Holy Spirit will say, hey, don't do that. Hey, you should probably do this. So we have a choice to listen to that, to our, the Holy Spirit, which is the a gift that God has given us, that he lives in us. Listen to what he's asking you to do. God is a gentleman. He will not force you to do his will or walk in his ways. He wants us to walk in his ways um, for our own benefit because he loves us. But it's ultimately your choice. We can choose to walk by the spirit or walk by the flesh. And so Romans 8, 6 says, I didn't put it up here. I also didn't put this verse up here. But Romans chapter 8, verse 6 says, so, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So you can choose to walk by your old self, which is dead. Sometimes it can resurrect. Um, or you can choose to walk by the spirit. You can choose to set your mind on the things of the flesh or set your mind on the things of the spirit. And either way you choose, one leads to death, one leads to life and peace. Um, choosing life is for your benefit and in obedience to God. It's telling God, I love you when you choose to listen to him and to walk in his ways. We are loving God. Um, and it's also, I keep saying it's for, it's for your benefit, it's for your benefit. Well, that's because when you give your life to Christ and you feel that change on the inside, you will learn very quickly um, that doing the old things that you used to do doesn't feel right anymore. It kind of makes you feel sick on the inside. So it's for your benefit because you don't even feel right about doing it, right? But if you go on still choosing to walk by the flesh, you won't feel that prompting as much as you used to. Um, so let's move on. Romans 8, 1, uh, verse, uh, yeah, Romans 8, verse 1 through 2 says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus, because you belong to him. The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. So I just wanted to put that in there, um, that the power of sin is broken over your life. You don't have to live by that sinful nature. You don't have to fall into temptation and, and be so um, just consumed by sin. No, that power of sin is broken. And because, and it is broken and the Holy Spirit empowers us to live a life that is holy. Galatians 5, 60, 16 through 17 says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit, again, we see that word, let, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful, desi sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Verse 18, I want to continue with this. Verse 18 also says, but when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law of Moses. So when you are directed by your spirit and you let the Holy Spirit guide your life, 
you won't do what your sinful nature craves to do. Your sinful nature is still there. And it still craves to do those things that are not right. It still craves to sin. But when we let the Holy Spirit guide our life, we can do what what God wants us to do. We can be obedient to him. We can walk in his ways. And it's just a beautiful uh, thing that God has done for us because not only did he die for us, we were raised again and we're seated in heavenly places. And now we have authority over all the spiritual darkness. And not only that, he broke the power of sin over our lives so that we don't have to do those things that we don't want to do. When we sin, um, if you, when you sin, you, there's a part of you that just doesn't want it, right? Uh, especially now that you're, uh, if you're, if you are a believer, you don't want those things, but how beautiful and how amazing is it that God has not only done all of that work in saving us, but then he helps us walk in holiness he helps us to live this life in obedience. We're not walk, walking and, and walking in obedience on our own. The Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit to help us. I just think that's really amazing. And so I just want to continue on. And, just, and, and I just want to say, like, be led and empowered by the Holy Spirit to love God by walking in obedience. We cannot say we love God and not love others. We we cannot say we love God and not do what he says, right? Because like we read in the other verse, he who loves me, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. So yeah, one of the things is so we know that the first and greatest um, commandment is to love God, right? And we know that the second is like it to love others as ourselves. And there's a verse in first john um yes first john chapter 4 verse 20 it says we are liars if we say we love god and do not love our brothers and sisters in christ if someone oh sorry it says if someone says i love god but hates a fellow believer that person is a liar for if we don't love people whom we can see how can we love god whom we can't see um and he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. So that, that is a commandment, right? That is something that God says we should do. And so we are to follow that. And we have the Holy Spirit to help us on that journey. So I, yeah, I just wanted to point out this verse in Romans 8, 11, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives in us, that same power. And how much more does that same power help us to walk in Christ and the ways of God and to live that holy life? How much more? Um, and so I just want to end it here. Um, thank you guys for uh, listening to this message. I hope it really um, inspired you or it really touched you. If it did, please write it in the chat. We want to hear from you. But for right now, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you so much for all that you've done for us, God. We cannot thank you enough for 
the sacrifice that you made on our behalf, God. Not only did you save us, Lord God, but you help us each and every day to live in a way that is holy and pleasing to you. God, you even help us to love you. <laughs> so God, I just pray right now that each and every person on this call would be transformed by your Holy Spirit, that you would empower them to live this new life in Christ, God. I thank you that the power of sin is broken. So Father, I just command every heavy burden, all weights of sin or shame to be broken off of anyone who's carrying that burden. Father, because your word says that we should come to you when we are weary and carrying heavy burdens and you will give us rest. So Father, we ask for rest for weary souls, God. And we just give it all to you. And we thank you for what you've done in Jesus' name. Awesome. So I just want to um, open it up and give an opportunity to anyone who does not know Jesus um, as a personal Lord and Savior. Um, so yes, do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Ask yourself, do you know him? Um, is, is If there's a possibility that you have uh, strayed away or you want to uh, rededicate your life to Christ, I want to tell you that there is grace and God loves you. But first, I want to go over the gospel. I know I went over um, Romans 6, 23, but we're going to go over again. But first, we're going to start in Isaiah, um, which shows that all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Who is him? That him is Jesus. Um, and so we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And that's what it says in Romans 323 um and because of our sin that all of that sin has fallen on jesus right and he paid the price for that sin on the cross the word says in romans 623 going over it again for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life through christ jesus our lord um, and so the wages, what are wages? Wages is what we earn from living our life. Without God, we are sinful creatures. And sin is any attitude or action against God. Death is a spiritual death that we can expect for, um, for the penalties of our sin. Um, and that's this eternal, eternal separation from God and hell. But, praise God, there's a but, um, we have bad, we had bad news coming, but comes the next thing comes good news. The free gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. A gift is something that you cannot earn. It's just freely given to you. Eternal life is um, eternal communion with God for the rest of our lives after we die. Um, and Jesus Christ, yes, he came, he died on the cross for our sins so that we can have that gift of eternal life. And when we profess Jesus as Lord, we receive that gift. So if there's anyone here who would like to give their life to Christ for the first time, or who would like to rededicate their life to Christ, uh, please, I invite you to write that in the chat. Let us know um, if you are wanting to give your life to Christ. Um, and also say this prayer with me. Father God, I know that I'm a sinner and that I need you to forgive me. I know that your son Jesus died a painful death and rose again so that my sins could be washed clean. Thank you. 
I want to make you the Lord of my life and I will trust you and follow you. Everything I have now is yours in the name of Jesus. Amen. Awesome. If there's anyone who said that prayer or anyone who would like to rededicate their life to Christ or who just did that, please let us know in the chat. We would love to get connected with you. We're also going to put in the chat um, uh, a life gathering form fill where you can let us know if there are any testimonies that occurred or you learned something new and you wanted to share, or if you gave your life to Christ or rededicated your life to him, we would love to get connected with you. We have a, a free 30-day devotional. Um, so yeah, let us know. if there is there anyone? Anyone? cool well if there is just put it in the chat if not i would like to bring this um life gathering to an end so i'm going to end the 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 facebook live and so if you are wanting to get prayer or have any questions answered about this message or about god in general um please if you're on Facebook Live, join us. Um, we're going to put the Zoom link. Awesome. I see Noah says he has a testimony. We're going to put the Zoom link in the Facebook Live comments so you can join on there. And we're going to go, go into a time of prayer and answering questions. Um, so, yeah. Also, I just want to um, put my uh, email in our community email um, up for you guys. So if you want to reach me or um, the Purpose Founder team directly, please email us, ada at purposefounder.com, community at purposefounder.com. Please, we're gonna have this uh, life gathering every week. It's every week, Wednesday at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, please invite your friends, invite your family, invite people you know who love Jesus or want to know more about Jesus. Um, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining our Purpose Founder podcast. If you made a decision for Christ today, fill out the link below and let us know so we can send you a free devotional and get connected with you. We also want to remind you to join our Facebook discipleship page and get connected with us and people all around the world. Until next time, we'll see you soon.